though we might return to God to be under his authority, to serve him and to live a proper way, we still are empty. We still don't have the content that we were created to be filled with, which is the very life of God. This life actually is how we live in God's kingdom, serving him and as proper human beings. Because you know what's, what's amazing about the human life? It's a perfect fit for the life of God. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Jake Martin again with Christians on Campus. In previous episodes, we have seen the different statuses of our Lord Jesus as the king in Matthew, the slave of God in Mark, and the proper man in Luke. And we have also seen our condition. We have rebelled against God. We have lived for ourselves and have not cared for God's interest. And we have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God in our living. From these three gospels, we can see that we have a great need. How are we going to live in God's kingdom? How can we properly serve God? How can we be proper men? God does not leave us without an answer. We have the gospel of John. Now, here's Michael. So this is the fourth week, and this kind of will conclude this series of our Bible study. So we're going to have another series next week. Uh, And that series will also take us about four weeks, okay? So um, I know we've maybe been repeating this a lot, but this series kind of, we started it with asking this question, why four Gospels? And we do want to kind of bring us to not necessarily the answer, but our consideration for why would the, the Holy Bible give us four Gospels? And um, we, are, we, we are going to be focusing on the Gospel of John this week. So that's going to be kind of the, the focus. We want to bring out the, this, this Gospel, just like the previous three, brings us to a particular aspect of who our Savior is. And in Matthew, just to review very briefly, Matthew, we see Jesus is the King. He's our King Savior. And in Mark, we see that Jesus is the servant. He's the one who serves God. And in Luke, he's the proper man. And in John, he's God. We don't just believe in a in a man who was able to live a perfect life. But this man, he was the very God. Okay, and so um, I'm just going to start with reading the first few verses of the Gospel of John, just just to get us going here. How this Gospel brings us to this this person who is God. Verse 1 of chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then skip down to verse 14. And the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us, and we beheld His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and reality. So this one, our Savior, 
the Lord Jesus, he is the eternal word. He is the eternal God. When you touched him, you touched God. When this one walked among our, our race, this was God walking in our midst. He was, he was in the beginning with God. All right? And this beginning is not a beginning like Genesis 1.1 describes. In the beginning, God created. This is the, in eternity past. God was there. And our God had a heart's desire. He had a good pleasure. And he came forth to create, to accomplish that eternal purpose. And in order to do that, he created the heavens and the earth, and he created man on the earth. And this man, you and I, we, we were made in the very image of our God. And even we were given the responsibility to represent God. So right in the very beginning of the Bible, we are brought to how important man is. But we know man did not obey God. And Danny brought this out in the first week when we were considering Matthew. Man turned away from God. Man rejected God. Even man rebelled against God. Not the unique rebel in the universe. Satan is the unique rebel. He's the one who took the lead to rebel against God. But man fell under Satan's, Satan's devices. Satan came and Satan caused man to be joined to him, to be one with him. Okay, But God did not, did not disregard man. Even though man's condition was not, was not acceptable to God, God had a marvelous way to come in. Okay, And so this brings us to these, this first four conditions. Okay, Now, um, you don't have to be clear about these four conditions to be saved. And I, I'm just going to use myself as an example. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up always believing in the one true God. When I was 11, I was presented, as far as I was aware, uh, with a very clear gospel message and a clear call to respond to that message. And I did. I responded to it. I couldn't deny that I had a certain condition that, that required a need for a Savior. What was my realization at that time? I realized... I had something that separated me from God, which was sin. And that sin was going to eternally separate me from God. And I didn't want that. And the gospel that was presented to me was, if you believe into Jesus Christ, he is the way to God. And I did. And I was very happy to be a Christian. I was very happy to know I have a Savior no longer is this, this condition of sin and this need for forgiveness outside of my grasp. I have laid hold of forgiveness. I have now believed into Jesus. And the Bible says, I, after having confessed, I am forgiven. And that forgiveness is eternal. God will never put that the price 
the penalty of that sin back on me again. And, oh, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. But then I, I, I began to uh, get into the Bible. I began to read the Bible. And I began to realize there seems to be more. <laughs> there seems to be more than just this. This, which is what I just referred to in my experience, is this realization, I have a sin, I have a separation between me and God, and I need a mediator. I need a bridge to get back to God. That was definitely in the Word. As I was reading the Bible, I realized, wow, how wonderful my Savior is. Okay, but I think you might have even some realization based upon how we have taken you through these three Gospels. There is more to the Gospel of God. (laughs) My Gospel was just that in the beginning. It was just, I have something separating me from God. That is going to lead me in a certain direction that I did not want to go. I wanted to return. I wanted to be with God. I wanted my future to be with God. Okay. But what about this matter of the kingdom? Jesus is the king. I didn't have anywhere to put that. It's not that I rejected it. (laughs) I had no problem with it was in the Bible, but I didn't know where to put it in relationship to my gospel, my experience. I don't really need a king. As far as I was aware, I just need a savior who would come and die on the cross for me. But okay, I mean, I'll just, I'll take it. You know, if it's part of the deal, I don't really, okay, I'm just walking you through. I don't really understand why the Bible has to talk to us about Jesus as the king. I don't really understand what the kingdom of God has to do with me, okay? But it's there, and I'm, I'm just going to take it, okay? And then you go a little further, and you start to encounter this matter of God desires us to serve him. He wants us to not just be back together with him, but we, we are those, it's our duty to rise up to serve our God. Thinking, wait a minute. Again, I, I don't reject it, but where do I put this? I don't know what to do. Is this just a, a, an, is this like the extra credit? <laughs> you know, I mean, you still get the A, you know, you know, I still got salvation. Is this like the bonus? And then, and then there's this matter. We get into the gospels. We see how proper the Lord was. He was a real man. He lived as a real man. The, the Bible records certain details. And I just, I'm not so sure what, what do I do with that? Do I, do I have to live like that? Hey everybody, this is Caitlin. Don't forget, we get together every Wednesday at 6 p.m. to have dinner and fellowship. This is a time that you can enjoy a nice meal, find a home away from home, Take a break from classes and enjoy being with other believers. You can find the address on the Vine app. And if you haven't had a chance to download the app, go to our website, coc.churchinfairborn.org. We hope to see you there. I don't feel like I can live like that. I don't feel like I, I'm able to serve God. I don't know what to do with this king and his kingdom. Okay, so I spent some years with this. My gospel was solid. (laughs) And I hope you understand what I mean by my gospel. My experience. My realization of my condition, which was my 
coming to grips with my need, which in the beginning was singular. I didn't have this realization of, I actually am not just a sinner, I'm a rebel. I've actually rejected God. I haven't just disobeyed some rule. I, I don't care for God. And that's why I can't serve God, is <laughs> because there's something in me that just doesn't want to submit to God. I don't want to hand my life over to Him. I, I, I have a problem. I have separation from God. I own my need to be brought back to God because I have a sin. That sin is forgiven. But, okay, okay, God, don't get too close to my life. I've got some things I want to do. I want to have a certain path. I want to do a certain amount of things. Hand over my life to you? Surrender everything to you? Okay, then I started to realize, oh, I've got other conditions. I've got other needs. And now I'm starting to see, ah, my Bible has four Gospels. <laughs> that doesn't mean there's, there's four Saviors. It's one Savior. But this Savior has four statuses because he's very clear <laughs> what what my, what my condition is. And he's very aware. And he's helping me to embrace my true need. And as I'm embracing it, I'm realizing what a savior. What a savior. Yes, I need a king. I need a king. And I need a servant. And I need a proper man. And so I just want to give you a little, a little window into how this gospel shaped a particular person and a, and a group of people. So if you want to turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. And I love this book. And so 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 4. I'm just going to read 4 through 10. Uh, and, um, you know, Paul is our pattern here, and the Thessalonian believers are also our pattern here. So here in verse 4, this is Paul. Paul, Paul wrote the, the epistle, the first epistle, to the Thessalonians, knowing, brothers, beloved of God, your selection. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, even as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word with much affliction, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became a pattern to all those who believed in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you, the word of the Lord has sounded out, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we have no need of saying anything. For they themselves report concerning us what kind of entrance we had toward you. And how you turn to God from the idols to serve a living and true God and await his son from the heavens, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath which is coming. So here you see a full gospel, you know, Paul's gospel here 
our gospel, our gospel, this is Paul, right, and his co-workers. This is the full gospel, that um, we not only have a Savior who grants us forgiveness of sins, but we have a Savior who is the King, who affords us the opportunity to be saved from our rebellion, to be saved from our rejecting God, and even from our inability to submit to God. Okay, and we have a Savior who saves us to serve God, to serve God. Now, how does he do that? How? How do we come into God's kingdom with Christ Jesus the King to serve our God, to live such a proper life? Did you notice how Paul indicated? He didn't just talk about the words that he spoke as the gospel to the Thessalonians, nor just the actions that they lived out in the gospel. But he even says, you know what kind of men we were among you. So they came among them, they spoke the gospel to them, they lived a certain way, and they were proper. They were proper men because that's the gospel that they presented. And the the Thessalonians, what did they do? They imitated not just the Lord, but they imitated the, the ones that brought the gospel to them, and they sounded forth the word. It, it's exactly, you just see the duplication. They sounded forth the word everywhere, and then what, what did they do? They just lived properly. They turned to God, and they served him, and they served him, and they were fully awaiting Jesus. Not just the Savior who grants us forgiveness of sins, but the Savior that has these four statuses, the king, the servant, the man, and God. Okay, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to answer a little bit this question that I posed. How do we get there? How do we get? This is why we need the gospel of John. So let's also turn back to John, and let's turn to chapter 3. Because the fourth need that we're going to see that is that really shows that that is a result of our fourth condition is when we were created, we were created a vessel to receive the very life of God. Okay? And so even though we might return to God to be under His authority, to serve Him and to live a proper way, we still are empty. We still don't have the content that we were created to to be filled with, which is the very life of God. This life actually is how we live in God's kingdom, serving Him and as proper human beings. Because you know what's, what's amazing about the human life? It's a perfect fit for the life of God. You were created in the image of God. You were created to be filled with His life and to express His life. Your human life is a container It's not the end all. And so we need this fourth gospel to fully expose our our fourth condition, which is we don't have life. It might seem like you have life, but actually the human life is temporary. And we know from the Bible, what's temporal is not real. Only that which is eternal, which is the life of God himself. Okay? So we have a great need. We need the life of God. And you are created for it. 
you have the full capacity to receive it and to live it out. And so this is our Savior God. He is God, our Savior. Okay, so John chapter 3. Uh, I'm just going to read here a little bit. This is a, a dialogue between Nicodemus and Jesus. This one, Nicodemus, came to him, Jesus, by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one could do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so literally the Greek is born from above. Okay. Personally, I would prefer not born again because in my mind, it kind of lends me to think of a fresh start. You know, I have this life and I need another chance. No, you can have a million chances. The, the problem is you don't have the right life. <laughs> Even if you got it perfect, you still don't have the right life. The human life needs the divine life. The human life is a container. Okay, so I like this born anew or born from above because this points us to another life entering into us, the life of God. And this life becomes the very supply that enables us to really match our wonderful Savior in all his statuses. Okay, so now I'll, I'll continue. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So this, this really points to our receiving the eternal life, the divine life of God through the gospel. And who can give that? Our Savior God. God is the eternal life, just like he is the king. So how, how do we get in the kingdom? <laughs> we receive the king. How do, we, how do we rise up to serve him? We receive the servant. How do we, how do we rise up to be a proper man? We receive the proper man. This is conveyed to us in the eternal life. This is brought to us in the eternal life. So it's really, I, I hope it would just be so awesome to you how the Bible puts Matthew first and John last. And I hope you would embrace the demand that the gospel, which I hope is your gospel, is my gospel, what it brings to us and the supply that it brings to us. Don't be afraid of the demand. Don't be afraid that there's a kingdom. There's a king. There's a responsibility. There's a proper living. Can you do it? No, you can't do it. But you have to do it. But how do you do it? You have another life. When you believed in the Lord Jesus, you got born anew. The divine life, the eternal life of God, 
got born in you. And now we have the human life being filled with the divine life. You know, when we first get saved, we don't, we don't just have the divine life in all of our human life. You know, our human life is, it's very, it's got a lot of rooms, a lot of compartments. But the divine life begins to move in. It moves in. It moves in. And you start to realize, wow, I do. I do live in this kingdom. I do hand everything over. I, all to Jesus, I surrender. We just lay our whole lives down. And we rise up to serve him. We, we think, I, I'm not a servant. I, I don't serve God. Others serve God. And all of a sudden, you just start serving God. <laughs> you just start rising up and you start responding to God's call. You start to realize God is calling me to serve him, to respond to him. And while we're serving, we're living out this proper, proper life. And so people, people are, are able to even be able to say like the Thessalonians, we, we know what kind of entrance these ones had. They were proper men. They lived a proper life. But their life, their proper life actually glorified God. God was just being expressed with, with each human expression, human interaction, right? And then they were one with God to bring the peace of the forgiveness of sins. They were one with God to usher people into the peace of God through the forgiveness of sins. We weren't just born again with the same life. We were born anew, or literally from the Greek, from above, with the eternal life of God. Because we have believed, we have received this life, which has the capacity to meet the requirements of God's kingdom, serve God, glorify God, and give peace to men. The Lord Jesus now lives in us, and we need to pay attention to him as our life. If you like what you heard and would like to hear more, please like, share, subscribe to, and review this podcast. See you next episode.